This is number 82, Kumbamela. Kumbamela is a religious celebration that takes place once every 12 years at specific places, at specific times of year that are most auspicious for the letting go of one's problems, of one's sins, of one's karma. There are some 50 to 60,000 religious, spiritual teachers who show up to present themselves as available to the masses. As well, there are literally millions of people who come to be a part of the celebration and to bathe in these particular waters at this particular time. In Hinduism, there's a belief that one's sins or one's karma, the weight that one carries, can be washed away in holy waters, much as Catholicism would tell us our sins can be washed away through baptism, through last rites, through confession. We can let go of these weights that seem too big for us to let go of on our own by asking for help from outside ourselves. I remember once meeting a gentleman who was a Delta Force operative and had gone from being special forces in the military to founding a company with a few of his compatriots, the sole purpose of which was to rescue American children or half-American children from fathers who had taken them back to someplace in the Middle East. And when I shook this man's hand, he was about 6'3", 6'4", massive man, had this big hand that engulfed my own. And he had a finger that I could feel was probably stronger than my own arm and was pressed against my wrist in a way I knew he could use to incapacitate me. And I looked up into this man's eyes and I saw what he had done for the right reasons, for his right reasons, for the country, for the safety of others. I saw the life he had lived and probably the lives that he had taken. And I could see why he was a born-again Christian. The things that he had seen, the things that he had caused himself to do, in his mind there was no way to go beyond these things. But finding salvation in a religion was the best hope for him. Likewise, in Hinduism, there are things that we do, things that people engage in that are seemingly beyond the pale of what one can come back from. And these things are seen as necessitating extra measures. And in India, there is a long tradition of making pilgrimages, and there is this tradition of bathing at the most holy of places, at the most holy of times. And the uh, Mahakumbha Mela is one of those most holy of times. And it takes place once every 12 years at a specific spot called Prayag, 
which is where the Ganges and the Yamuna rivers come together. And where these rivers come together is said to be the holiest spot in India for this purpose, for the purpose of bathing away one's karma. There's a story in the Matsya Purana about uh, King Yudhishthira after having fought in the Mahabharata War. And in this story, the king is stricken with despair because he had had to kill so many of his own relatives and friends and teachers. And I take this from the book India, A Sacred Geography by Diana L. Eck. And it says, quote, I have killed so many who were brave warriors, kings, and heroes. What is the good of my life now? How should I rule a kingdom, one in this way? Oppressed with his thoughts and grief, Yudhishthira asks, weeping, where he might go to be relieved of his burden of sin and grief. The sage Markandeya comes to the weeping king and commends to him a pilgrimage to Prayag. Its many bathing places and tirtas drive away all sins. And not only bathing there, but merely entering the boundary of Prayag, or seeing the Ganga at Prayag, or even thinking of Prayag from a distance, melts away one's sins. Quote, People who bathe there go to heaven. People who die there are liberated from the cycle of birth. Those who live there are guarded by the gods. There's a need in all of us to lessen our attachment to the story of why we don't deserve happiness, why our life has turned out the way it has turned out, why we don't have more money or more love or more hope. The storytelling mechanism within is more than happy to explain to me the why and the wherefore of the less than ideal aspects of my life based upon the terrible behavior I've engaged in or the terrible person that I am. All the stories of all my sins, all my heavy karma, all my lack of deserving because of X and Y and Z. There's a need in all of us to separate ourselves from that story, disconnect ourselves from those stories, and find our connection to something that is greater than those stories. Mindfulness is the practice we use to bring our attention away from the stories we tell ourselves. Vedic meditation is a way to dissolve the stresses of the nervous system that cause our mind to continue generating these same stories over and over and over again. And then there are those burdens that feel so great that we can't imagine anything human being able to free us from this baggage that we carry. In India, once every 12 years, at the Mahakumbha Mela, one can go and ceremoniously and ritualistically step into the water, bathing oneself in it, and allowing in consciousness the sloughing away of our karma, the freeing of ourselves from our sins, if you will. 
I've done this. I bathed at this place at this special time in 2013 with a group of friends, and it was an unforgettable experience. It was extraordinary in the extreme. We were welcomed by the Indian people, embraced by the Indian people, invited onto a boat by the Indian people to pull our way out to the special place at the special time, out to the very confluence of the rivers. Triveni Sangam is the phrase for it in Sanskrit. We never were offered anything from our hosts other than smiles and celebration. And when we ourselves took our turn in the water, the only thing we could do was laugh out loud and celebrate each other and celebrate the experience we were all having together. We don't need to wait till 2025 comes around and we can have our own experience at the next Kumbh Mela. We can, I may, you may, but we can let go of the weight right now. We can allow ourselves to let go of the demand of these stories to keep us small, to cause us to live in grief and dissatisfaction. We can let go of the stories that tell us that we don't deserve, the stories that tell us we're not worthy of life, let alone happiness. What I am is not the subject of the stories in my head. What I am is the life force that has lived long enough to have stories told about that life force from a very particular and specific perspective that sees only the negative and wants nothing other than to keep itself small. In other words, from the perspective of the ego. A lot of spiritual work is about finding out what I am that is other than the ego. One of the necessary things in that finding out is the setting aside of the ways that that ego communicates with me, the ways it tries to control me, the ways it tries to guide me in the direction it would have me move in. We let go of the influence of all of that. We let go of our identification with all of that. And we ask ourselves, if I am not these stories, what am I? If I am not the sum total of everything I've done and everything that's been done to me, if there's something that I am that is beyond all of that, underneath all of that, more subtle than all of that, more whole than all of that, what might that be? Might that be consciousness? And might that consciousness be at one with the whole of consciousness? And might that consciousness at one with the whole of consciousness want anything for itself other than happiness, joy, and freedom? And if that's the way I'm going to see it for myself, what business do I have staying miserable when I could be moving in the direction that consciousness would have me move? Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter 
can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.